welcome back to Connect the Knox. I'm Julia Hurley, your host of this amazing show, and our goal is to connect the nation with Knoxville. Today's guest is Lo. She is the co-host of Overtime Sports on Fan Run Radio and head contributor of the Vols ATB podcast at Vols underscore ATB on Twitter. Lo, tell us about you. Let's start with how we ended up here in Knoxville. Tell us all about these podcasts and these these um, fan run radios. Tell us about how we got into that. Of course. So I was born in Knoxville, but um, I moved around a lot, especially growing up. So I actually lived in Hawaii two separate times growing wow. up. And then, yeah. And then I, uh, when we moved back the second time, I went to Oak Ridge, graduated from Oak Ridge High School. And then, so that's kind of put me in the Knoxville area for several years now. Um, and once I kind of moved back the second time, of course, I'd always been a sports fan. But when you're in high school, I played soccer. You're really in the sports realm. That's when I really started to take a liking to UT sports. Um, they didn't really have stuff like that in Hawaii that everyone got behind. So by then, I was like, I have to go to every game possible. As I got older, the love for it just grew. Um, I became like a season ticket older with my mom. And... I've just always, always, always loved sports, and it just continues to grow. So then I just kind of got into the Twitter world just by, I guess, my outlandish, like, wild takes. And then from there, uh, I just started meeting some really cool people, and that led me to being a guest on my first podcast ever, The Vols ATB. And I, I was literally so nervous. like. I was, took notes, all of these things. I was like, God, do I really know what I'm doing? I always wanted to do it, but I didn't know. And then from there, um, something happened with the kind of head contributor. And he was like, I really think you can take this over. I want you to do it. Um, so I took it over and then started that, blew that up a little bit. Uh, going pretty well. And then I got connected with Jake at Fan Run. He had asked me to come on just for a guest appearance. And we all hit it off the crew. It was super fun. And then about three weeks down the line, he was like, I want you to be here full time. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's so awesome. I would have never thought I'd be on the radio. And uh, so I was like, okay, let me kind of get my ducks in a row because all of this is just my side jobs. Uh, I have a regular career in Knoxville. And so I was like, let me get my ducks in a row. And so now this month I will be moving to Knoxville officially. Woo-woo! That is so exciting. Yeah. So to, uh, I'm going to little offbeat. What, what brought you all to Hawaii twice? So as a shortened, condensed version of the story, basically my parents are like, I convinced them to be completely freaking nuts because they just decided that they wanted to move to Hawaii and start a business and literally just picked up me and my older brother, um, bought a boat. They had never owned a boat. My dad had never driven a boat. And they packed up and moved us all the way to Hawaii and started their own uh, snorkel and kayaking business. Wow. Yeah, they were pretty wild. Uh, and that's, I guess that's kind of where I get 
maybe my sense of adventure from and just kind of fly by the seat of my pants and just take everything as it comes. Interesting. Well, I've relocated several people, oddly, from Hawaii over the last year, <laughs> and I've learned a lot about those islands. Uh, not not as interesting as I would think that people would assume, uh, as far as the housing industry goes, apparently it's oh, yeah. the, the worst thing that's ever happened to the entire area. So here we just don't have that issue as often. And so that's been, I've learned a lot about Hawaii's housing issues. That's for sure. But that is incredible experience to have had <laughs> with a six hour time change on a regular basis, twice in your lifetime. So I'm sure that that was something to look forward to. Tell us about your soccer career. What's going on with that? Like you still play? Do you still have you ever go back? <laughs> so it's really interesting. Um, when I moved back to Oak Ridge, I literally, I knew no one, um, maybe one person actually, like one person. And I'd always played in Hawaii. It was really cool there and different because you would travel to other islands just to play teams. So like we were constantly flying around just to make, go to tournaments and stuff, which is so different than the States. Cause you can play like a hundred teams, you know, in Knoxville. And then I moved here and I really wanted to play college soccer. So I, I was like, dad, you got to start filming me or something. Like, I don't know how to do this, you know? And, uh, I didn't know how recruiting even worked here. And, uh, so I ended up getting a few offers and I got an offer and accepted it at Wingate University in North Carolina. And then my gut, which I'm a very gut deciding person, like I, I'm just like, if I have a feeling, I'm probably going to go with it. So I get up there for preseason and I was just like, man, something is telling me that this is just not for me. I'd been dealing with some injuries. Um, didn't go to the doctor for those because I'm stubborn. And I was like, oh, God, I don't want to immediately limit myself and then be like, great, this girl's already injured. It's not even the season yet. So I just kind of taped myself up, up and grinded through all of that. And then went to preseason for like eight days. And then we had a week off. And I took that week off. And I really sat down and thought about what I wanted to do with my life. And I knew that I wanted to go into some sort of therapy or something, whether it be athletic trainer, uh, physical therapy, something of that nature. And I was like, between being this, you know, five and a half, six hours away from home, um, family, I had some stuff going on, like family health issues going on. Um, and I just felt this gut feeling that I wasn't going to be able to put my effort into my studies that I needed to get ahead in life. And I always wanted to get ahead faster so that I could make money and be independent, all that stuff. Uh, that's where my head was at 17. And I emailed my coach and I was like, Hey, I really don't think that this is going to be for me. And he was kind of shocked. And he was like, well, what do you mean? Like the team or the school or what? And I was like, honestly, I think I just need to not play soccer anymore and focus on my grades and my body, my health, etc. And uh, he let me out of my agreement uh, as long as I did not go play anywhere else. So it was kind of a wild decision for me, but I've never regretted it once. And I found like a love in weightlifting and different types of training over the years. But it's shocking for me even to say I never played again. After I made that decision, I literally never played again. 
Interesting. Well, you know, sometimes I think a lot of people at that age don't listen to their bodies and they don't listen to that little voice inside them that tells them what they need to be doing and redirect. And unfortunately, a majority of the time, a lot of people wait until their late 30s or early 40s to kind of go through that. And then it might just be a little too late. So good for you for for listening (laughs) to yourself early. Tell us about the, and I'm not, I don't know how to word this exactly, but I don't don't want it to to come across as, as crude, but you came to our tailgate and there, we won't mention anybody's names. There's a few gentlemen there. I mean, they just could not, not tell all your personal business to everybody there. So we don't share your personal name. You have an online personality. That's what we go by. That's what we, that's what we prefer to do. So tell us about the online personality, how that ended up blowing up into this, this true like Knoxville following and what you're doing to kind of move that forward and especially oh my gosh especially after winning seasons from baseball swimming track now football i mean you're going to continue to have to or get to move that personality forward what does that look like for you and how does that affect knoxville so for me this all started out because my regular day job is in healthcare and everyone knows that Obviously, that's one of the most professional settings you that you have to be in. Um, you you really have to make sure that your identity is protected there. Um, and it's not that I'm a different person. Like, you have levels. Everyone has levels. It's like, okay, like, you're in your job. You're with your patients. You're you, but you're, like, the best you. And then you've got, like me on the radio and it's like oh that's definitely me but I have to censor myself because I can't say certain words and I can't say certain phrases and etc and then you have the full-blown me which is on my unfiltered explicit Vols ATV podcast and that is just everything that comes to my head and the way that I present myself on Twitter is 100% me like every tweet that I it's literally like this just popped into my head. Like I'm live watching the game. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I just send all this stuff out. And I guess it's, like I said, I'm known more for my like outrageous takes, uh, not censoring myself, like just saying how I feel and also being willing to accept that a lot of people probably aren't going to like that. And i simply don't care. Like you don't have to like me. (laughs) You don't have to agree with me. The block button is right there. Like it doesn't matter. Um, and so that's why I made low, like I like to go by low. It's easy. It's simple. It's short, uh, to the point. It's a nickname that I've had for years. It's a derivative of low rain. So I have multiple names at this point and I'm cool with it. But in terms of like expanding it, uh, I love that I've, first of all, I love that I've got to connect with you because connect the knocks. What a, what better place to be? And you are so into the Knoxville world, but I really want to dive more into community outreach. Um, a person that I love to work with is Jabari uh, Juice Davis. Oh my god, uh, you I love know, he, Jabari! Yeah, yes, yeah. He is so freaking funny. He's treated me so well. Like from the moment I met him at a tailgate, we just hit it off as buddies and. You know, he's done everything for me for like taking me to tailgates and having me meet Eric Westmoreland and Al Wilson and all of this stuff to uh, coming on my podcast and coming to live events. And 
taking pictures with people. And, you know, his Legends of Tennessee thing, his nonprofit that he has going, I love that. Um, I'll always support that for him. And I really just want to get more plugged in with the community as well, because at Fox Sports, you know, for Fan Run Radio, we only make money from sponsorships. As you know, you are our top sponsor for overtime. And we love, love, love doing what we do. But we go there every night. Uh, Well, I will be there every night when I get to Knoxville. But we go there and we do this and it's very fun for us. But we that's the only way we get paid. We aren't like normal radio where it's like, oh, you get your salary. It's like, no, we got to work for it. So I'd love to get connected with people in the community and work out easy deals. I mean, it doesn't even have to be pay money, but it could be like, hey, send us a box of cookies and we'll promote you guys on the radio. Uh, Just to really kind of get that community tie and that feel that'll benefit everyone. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And tell, so how can everybody find you on Twitter? So on Twitter, my personal account is at underscore L-O-W-R-A-I-N underscore. So that's at underscore low rain underscore. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> How many followers the multiple do you names. have? Let's see. Let me check as of right now. Oh, I am one follower away from 12K. Oh, my God. Come on. Somebody one follower out there. away. Somebody out there. <laughs> <laughs> one I'm follower. already following on both my accounts. I can't follow it. I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you there. We'll get you there. So on the Fan Run Radio, you all do, basically, you just, you really break down these games. And I don't think that it's something that a lot of people know necessarily you're a huge defender of these kids. And I think that Jabari is a, a defender of the kids. I'm a defender of the kids. Derek Furlow is a defender of the kids. It's making sure that people out there are fans and we want you to be fans and we want you to be amazing and we want you to be involved. And we also want you to remember their kids. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about your experience with the players and kind of how that brings life to what you're trying to do? So... I've talked with uh, Jabari about this a lot in some of our podcasts about how difficult it must be as an athlete with all of the social media ties that are now present and just how ugly people can be on these apps and hide anonymously. I mean, I get it literally every hour of every day. I've got some people targeting me when these guys, they are on a national platform performing And they're giving their absolute all and people are in there tearing them apart. That is not acceptable. And it's certainly not acceptable to be tagging them, sending them DMs. These are literal college students. Like (laughs) they are studying. They are going to meals, watching film, going to the weight room, going to practice, trying to shower and sleep a little bit. And then they have to deal with targeted harassment, which is really what it's called. And I just think it's completely unfair. Um, and I, I, to my knowledge, as far as I'm concerned, of course, I've evolved as a person, as everyone does. I've had a Twitter for like, what, 10 years. And I've never tagged a player in anything abrasive. Now, I've said stuff, but I've never tagged them in it. And I've learned from that, um, especially as I get worked in and I talk to more people. And I'm like, 
gosh, dang, like it really is hard for them. I sat with a player, I won't mention names, at a, a baseball like playoff game last season. And he basically told me that when one of our players was here, he was even receiving uh, death threats and threats to his family via Twitter uh, DM. And that really just took me aback. I was like, holy crap, why are people getting this out of control? Um, I think it's because we're very passionate, but passionate can be good and it can be very dangerous. And we've got to figure out how to reel that in to make sure that our athletes feel supported, win or lost by the community, by the fans. Um, and just dealing with social media as a whole and its involvement is a cr- is a crazy situation. I mean, look at us right now. We're, you know, doing this web uh, cast and it's like everything has evolved so quickly every day. It's something new. So it's really important to defend these guys. And like I said, the older I get, the more I see, the more I'm in it. Uh, That's just a very key thing moving forward. I think it's really important that people don't know what they don't know. And what they don't know is these kids are up at 5 a.m. seven days a week. They don't come off the practice field until 1230, even possibly one o'clock. So most of what a, an, an average adult would say, oh, my day's almost done. Their days don't even start until one o'clock in the afternoon. That includes classes and studying and eating and relationships and NIL deals. And I've got to go sign contracts. I've got to go sign jerseys. I need to go to the children's hospital. I've got to go to this not-for-profit. Oh, and by the way, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm stuck with no social media on a bus traveling and playing. So I think that yeah. remembering that these kids are between the ages of 17 and 24 to 25, very limited in their interpersonal connective relationship capability. So being able to grow in those conversations that we all had access to in college or during trade school or whatever you decided to do after high school of continuous practice in interpersonal relationships. These kids are in a bubble for 46 years and have absolutely no idea how to deal with that other than just internalize it and hope for the best. So I think that getting that message out there on Fan Run Radio, what you all do with Vols ATV is huge to support the kids because they are just kids. It's huge. That's huge. Absolutely. So speaking of kids, Knoxville itself is a growing city, massively growing city. We're continuing to bring more people here. Our infrastructure is not built as big as other towns. So no matter what people want, we may not be able to grow as big as other people's dreams. However, a large part of that is trying and attempting to recruit younger people, not only for more sports, but to stay and create careers. We're battling a little bit in the Knox County market. You know, Tennessee Valley Authority created all the lakes. So we're a large retirement (laughs) community with a lot of baby boomers moving here to retire. How do we incorporate some of the younger aspects? What would you suggest that we provide as Knox County, as Knoxville City and the surrounding areas for younger people to want to stay? What do you feel like is possibly missing for that? So if you look at one of the trends, you know, how Nashville is like a huge city for, I assume, like 20 to 35 year olds, you know, well about the housing market, but I know so many people that have moved there. One thing that is there is that they have really good quality bars, quality music, and 
it's it's kind of just like I don't know. I'm a musical person. I freaking love concerts. I love live music. I love that stuff. Any going into a bar and getting live music at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, whatever time, is just a vibe for me that I love. And I feel like downtown that's pretty lacking. Um, uh, there's not really many choices. Um, we're a little bit spread out in terms, and it's almost, I don't like to say this, but it is kind of a way it's kind of clicky. Mm -hmm. It's divide, you know, you've got the old city, you've got market square, you've got the strip. And then like you have some of the up, upscale bars. And I feel like it would be really cool to kind of make some sort of infusion, like, uh, where you get, Almost like themed bars or something. Um, have you been to the Space Bar? I don't even know what that is. It's, I'm 41. Okay. <laughs> I'm in bed at 9 Okay. <laughs> so, like, the location of the Space Bar is nowhere near downtown, but it is literally like a black light bar with all these cool freaking drinks. And you go in and you're, like, glowing in the dark and, like, it's themes and... Then you have Token Game Tavern, oh, which, like, you can go in and game play games. Chris yeah, it's great, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, Token Game Tavern's fun. So you have those, but they aren't, like, downtown. People don't know about them. Tourists, like, people coming to Knoxville to visit would never know about those bars. Um, I would say most college students do not even know about those two bars. And they're so fun and so different. So I feel like we need more entertaining stuff, nightlife, downtown specifically, uh, where people are looking to go after games, after all of these sporting events that we go to. Um, that's kind of my thing. And then really just outreach too. I mean, you look at all these factories that are coming in, um, Amazon and all of that stuff, that's going to appeal to the younger workers. If they're having to load, you know, load boxes and stuff like that, you're, if you're in the, higher age group that's not going to be your job or desire to go out and help load boxes on the trucks and all that type of stuff so there's going to be a younger crew coming in to work at these things and I feel like we got to appeal to them somehow and that's how it would get that's how it would appeal to me personally um I can't speak for everyone obviously but that would be a good way to start yeah I think Knoxville is so I lived in Nashville 12 years ago. And Nashville is also extremely segregated like that. I mean, you had Music Row. Yeah. You had Nashville. You had Downtown. You had Artsy East Nashville. And then you had the one street that had the same name that was, you could never find it, but everybody knew where it was at <laughs> if you were on one side of the river or not. And you just kind of got lost all the time. It was, um, Nashville was also very segregated. And then as Nashville grew, you still claim those spaces Right. You'll say, I'm, I'm in Germantown. Everybody knows where it is. But yeah. really, at this point, it's Nashville. Because no matter where you go, right. you enjoy Nashville. And I think Knoxville has a lot to gain from that experience. We never want to become Nashville, obviously. So we right. do not want to be as big as Nashville. Knoxville's a big, small town for a reason. I love seeing the same people everywhere I go. But I absolutely agree with that. Some more things for younger people to do would not hurt. Yeah, for sure. Would not hurt. So you already answered one of my questions I was going to ask you. It's like, what do you think is one of the best kept secrets in Knoxville? And I agree. I know Token Game Tavern's fantastic. I'm going to check out Space Bar if it, you know, is open before 9 p.m. 
<laughs> I think they are. I think they are. So like you can make reservations um, there and especially on weeknights, it's easier to get in there. Um, yeah. So I think you can, you can get in there before nine. What, I also do. I also do music venues. Okay. Um, so music venues, do, do, do. I don't know. Okay. So I really like some of the, you know, Smoky Mountain Brewery mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday nights. They book a lot of really good bands and I've been on the outskirts of Knoxville for a while, but, um, Calhoun's in Lenore city has the Tiki hut and they have in the summertime. It is so fun to go there and they have really great lineups all the time. Um, you also have Prez pub, which has live music usually, uh, and they tend to book some good bands and, but in terms of anything else, I, I'm not really sure if I'm looking for somewhere to go, it's usually smoking out the brewery or, um, Calhoun's or whatever, but the other best kept secret, and you'll appreciate this because it is kind of house or real estate related, is Knox Rail Salvage. Oh my God. I you can find I, anything. Yeah. There. Yes. I know. I love, I love it. it. I love going there. And I guarantee you, most people are like, what the heck is that? You can go in there and be in there for hours. They have absolutely everything. And if you want to get creative and try to do something like I have been painting all this furniture and stuff for my new house, uh, that is the place to go. And it is just awesome there. So that's my other answer to your question. I love it. I love the hidden gems. A lot of people talk about it and I ask everybody that same question and no one has the same answer. And it's all, they all <laughs> enjoy the same thing. And they, we all assume here in Knoxville, I think that everybody kind of knows where to go or what to do. And we don't because there's not really one congruent place for all that because we have so many, we have three or four different chambers. So they all are separated in their events and they're separated in the businesses that they produce. So it's very interesting. Okay. We've got four minutes. So where's your favorite brunch? Box it up. Ooh. Um, copper cellar. Ooh, that's nobody's mentioned that yet. Nice. pick. Oh my gosh huge it's like tables and tables of food it's incredible oh my gosh you're so i love do you remember (laughs) when copper cellar used to have the blue crab like fresh flown in the day before blue crab i kind of i miss that i miss that if you're listening out there get it back okay (laughs) favorite outdoor space hiking biking whatever it is favorite outdoor space in the area uh any lake in the summertime, you will find me there as many days as possible for me. <laughs> Favorite lake? Because we got a ton of them. Okay, so two or three years ago, I probably would have said Watts Bar, but now I really like Fort Loudon. Oh, thank uh, you. That's where I live. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot of fun out there. <laughs> a bit of a different crowd. We're a little older. Yes. But we still have a very fun time. Okay. We have three minutes, so very quickly run back through where people can find you, how people can support the Fan Run Radio. I feel like that's very important here. I think that a lot of younger people are going to be listening to this. How can they, as younger people, support you? How do they find you? How do they follow? And how do they contribute? Okay, so personally, you can find me on Twitter at underscore L-O-W-R-A-I-N underscore, so at 
underscore love rain underscore. Um, for fan run, we are a big com- compilation of, uh, shows. So you can find us on fanrunradio.com. There is a link there where you can, uh, write us a message if you're interested in becoming a sponsor for us. I'm specifically on the overtime show from 6 to 8 p.m. That is on 105.7 WKGN on weeknights, you know, Monday through Friday. You can also find all of our shows and links to our radio shows in podcast form, uh, on Twitter at Fox Sports Knox. Um, like I said, 6 to 8 p.m., we break it up by hour, so we'll tweet out, you know, hour one, hour two. That's what Julia kindly supports us, and she is our top sponsor, our headliner, so we love having her on, and in there supporting us. And then as far as the Vols ATB, that's my personal uh, podcast. I'm head contributor for that, and we're at Vols underscore ATB on Twitter, you can put find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple. Uh, just type in Vols ATV. We'll be there. We operate live, live video, uh, 8 p.m. Wednesdays via Twitter. Girl, you are up late and working hard. I'm very <laughs> excited to see your growth and what you bring Knoxville and what Knoxville is going to bring you. Uh, finding female entrepreneurs is very difficult in this market. It's always hard, and I wish you so many successes. And as always, I'm here to help. Everybody, that is low. On Fan Run Thank Radio you. at Balls ATB on Twitter and underscore low rain, L O W rain underscore. Give her a follow. Help Fan Run Radio. It keeps people honest. And send us some cookies. It's almost Thanksgiving. They'll promote your <laughs> cookie company. This is Julia Hurley, the hostess of With the Mostess of Connect the Knox Low. Thank you for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful holiday. Thank you so much, Julia. It was an honor and an awesome time, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Anytime. Bye. Bye.